0: S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy
2: discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
0: Disclaimer time. This is where I tell everyone to lighten up. It's just a podcast trading is like that roller coaster at the amusement park thrilling unpredictable and potentially stomach churning what works for one person might leave another clutching their hat in the wind our hosts and guests they're awesome knowledgeable full of insights but we're not financial advisors so don't rush to make any investment decisions based solely on our banter always consult with a professional or do your own research plus let's face it we like to have fun laugh enjoy the trading ride together it's all in the name of good podcasting fun so remember take it easy don't bet the farm and keep your seatbelts on at all times thank you for listening Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The China Shop, home of the podcast, formerly known as Two Bowls in a China Shop. That is a working title. Part of today's agenda is to decide on a new name. I'm your host, moderator, and muter of long-winded answers, Kyle. And joining me tonight, we have Baba Yaga, Mr. Banks of Vanta Trading, along with our longtime China Shop friend, Flarry. On the agenda tonight, we have naming the show, followed by discussion on trading during high-impact news events. We'll also revive the good, bad, and ugly segment, though with less gunplay this time around, before wrapping things up with some bold predictions. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, you probably already noticed the new release schedule. These will be releasing on Sunday night. they over consumption at the start of the week. But if you don't want to wait, hurry up and join the new combined Discord. Hang out with us while we record. Guest interviews, miniseries, and other... Is that how you say that? Mini mini Miniseries... miniseries. Mini-series? Like fishes?
2: single S, single S, Serai? mini <laughs> Mini-series. <laughs> is, <laughs>
3: is
0: it a, a gaggle? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of them. Uh, and other bonus episodes are shifting to Thursday evening releases. Uh, last thing I want to say is we'd love it if you reached out to us. You can either DM us on Twitter or Discord or give us, send us an email at suggestions at com, or at least for now because that domain will be changing very soon. Uh, before we dive into today's discussion, let's check in with everyone. Find out what they got going on. Banks, Baba. How are things going over at Vanta? You got anything new to talk about? Uh, nothing, nothing really new on our
4: end. Um, you know, we're doing. Uh, you know, obviously the merger that you just talked about. So we got the free, you know, the free site. We got the paid version through Vanta, and and then uh, you know, we're just you know steady going on the trading grind. How's the uh, how's the e coming along? You getting good feedback on that? Yeah. So we've we've done about nine so far we're hoping to get a you know a couple more you know obviously added to that and then and then actually we're starting the second rounds for the first people that went through it so um, I'm hoping that that picks up a little bit I think it's a great value
0: you know added to the you know what we're offering right now I I love what you guys are doing with that I think we just had a a sort of impromptu one but we got to schedule another uh, full-blown sit down and review again I think Yep, absolutely Hey, Flair, what about you, man? What do you got going on? Any big poker tournaments?
3: Oh, man. We just finished a big series here uh, at the local casino and made uh, made, a, made a day two top 10 in stack, fizzled, uh, made a final table uh, in one of the events, nice. busted <laughs> busted first out. So it was like one of those run good early. But uh, yeah, there's, a, there's some big stuff coming up here uh, towards the end of the year. So uh, playing good, running bad towards the end, but uh, it's a fun journey.
0: Anything, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I
3: mean, only, only, I mean, nothing really to promote Uh, probably by the time this is out too. uh, It'll be a bit, a little bit late, but uh, running like a one month, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, intensive, uh, more of like a process download on, on some of the work that uh, I've spent time building and, um, you know, just my, my approach to the markets, Uh, the end of the year is, uh, or this year has been good. And, you know, with the end of the year kind of coming up gonna kind of slow down a little bit and uh take some time to teach and uh you know we'll do like a one month thing and then uh and then close it down so no no long run (laughs) discord or anything like that i'll leave leave that to you guys man you guys do do a great job with it so uh yeah that that's kind of what's going on in my world
0: i love it man i'm about to jump in there and check it out okay so what do we got lined up for today i think the first thing on the docket is to talk about the name of this show uh so we got some suggestions that kind of came in uh, as we we're chit-chatting uh, this past week. So does anybody have something they want to present to that can top uh, the podcast formerly known as Two Bulls?
2: Anything probably could top top the <laughs> title formerly known as only prince can pull that off dude. I <laughs>
0: mean uh, there's a few people who've done it. I mean come on.
2: I mean my my mini trader
3: uh Joey, he, uh, he's, he whenever I ask him what the markets are going to do, he always says up down to the moon. So he suggested up down to the moon podcast followed by the dinosaur podcast. Both kind
0: oh. of have
3: <laughs> both kind of have a nice a nice ring about them,
0: you know. But, I kind uh, of like up down to the moon, but dinosaur uh, man, I <laughs> mm, I already I still have nightmares about Velociraptors after uh, reading Michael Crichton's uh, Jurassic Park at a too young of an age. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we can pitch we can pitch dinosaur podcast for the bad memories, but
2: you know, <laughs> let's not sleep on up down to the moon podcast. That's the thing. My son said it should be um, grabbing liquidity. He always asks me. <clears throat> he's like, "Hey, did did you grab some liquidity today?" <laughs> so oh, I, I guess he, I <sighs> guess he hears I guess he hears that you know conversations from time to time. How old's your son? He's ten. Ten? Okay, so
0: he's probably not making innuendo.
2: No, no, not at all. No. He's
0: not, <laughs> he's not quoting Trump. Grab him by the liquidity. <laughs> Yikes. Way to take it right there, man. Oh, yeah, sorry. I can't help myself it. sometimes. <laughs> Actually, I think, uh, Flair, you had a, a, a good suggestion. I kind of like the idea of the trap traders. Yeah, trap traders, you're stuck with us, right? You know, yeah, it's like yeah. our tagline,
3: <laughs> or at least stuck with stuck with most of you
0: guys. <laughs> I'm probably gonna use that tagline regardless. <laughs> I I don't know. This is this is a tough one. I think uh, the, my favorite so far is the True Traders podcast that Baba Yaga came up with, and I like that because I think that kind of embodies kind of the idea of what we're trying to do here. Um, one of the other ones I was thinking of was kind of like a not we trade, but like trade together, trading together or something like that. Together we trade. That was a tagline that I kind of liked because the whole idea is doing this stuff together, right? Together we're stronger. Or something like that. I think you wanted uh I think you were insinuating that not everybody's a true trader. Is that, is that, does that sound about right?
2: I mean, I don't want to sound pretentious, but I think there's something to the idea of true trader versus a lifestyle marketer. Mm. Explain. Well, we've talked about this. All of us have. Yeah. I think we all have flurry. We've talked about this, you know, the, the grind day in and day out of trading. Yeah. Like you have great weeks, great months, whatever. That's cool. But I would just, I think there's a, there's a lot more, um, there's a lot more like fluff and marketing and lifestyle selling and, like Lambos and you know mansions that that people use to funnel people to to whatever, and at the end of the day, if that's what gets someone in the door to a service they're paying for that they like, then like that's great, good for you, and that's that's awesome. But I think because um, I think the free market ma- will manage all that stuff out in the end. But mm-hmm. it just, um yeah, like the true trader, like this, this is a real, this is really how it is, like. This is, hey, our process is good. Maybe it works for when me and banks are on a phone call and we know what's going on and we know our own lingo and all that stuff. But when you have you know 20 people listening to you talk and work on trading, maybe uh reinventing and reimagining how to communicate is something that you should do. And so it's this work in progress always. you're always. Uh, the true trading vibe is always eking out that little bit more, whether that's in your ability to communicate, capture an idea, capture value from the market. I don't know, But well, What kind of car do you drive? I drive a Toyota Tundra. Nice. Uh, uh, Banks, do you want? Think- do you want the? Do you want the year? It's no, no, it's, not. That's,
0: that's good enough. Uh, uh. Banks kind of dropped out. It looks like I think his power went out of his house. He'll be back in a moment. Uh, Fla- yeah. What about you? What kind of car do you drive?
3: Uh, which one? No, I'm just uh, kidding. You're uh, every
0: day. You're every day. Uh, I've all got
3: right. a yeah, nerd. Uh, <laughs> I've got a. I've got a Kia, and then uh, our sort of like family car, you know, to haul all these kids and hockey around is uh, is an SUV. But
0: uh, I noticed that I hadn't heard any Lambos yet.
3: Yeah, no, <laughs> there's no, there's no Lambos. Uh, I mean, not that I, not that I wouldn't certainly purchase one, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, not part of uh, it's not part of the dream. The dream is like pay the electric bill. <laughs> <right>? like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, as as unexciting as that is, like the dream is pay the electric bill and you know, buy, uh, buy the, and not have buy to go f- to a
0: real nine to five job.
3: Yeah, buy the fifteen year old a car here. Uh, you know, that that kind of stuff. But uh, hey, you know, I mean, listen, if a Lambo comes from the excess, let's go. I'll I know,
0: right. <laughs> Like, are there good traders who are also good marketers or has it kind of been one or the other in your guys' experience?
2: I don't know. I feel awkward about uh, about about it, to be honest. I hate that aspect of it, trying to market. I mean, Flair, we've talked about that, dude. Like, I'm like, dude, yeah. I don't know. Like, how do – and you're like, oh, you know, just – you got to just lay it out there because, I mean, it's almost like um, whatever you do to convince someone to come check you out is the thing that you have to continue to do to keep them there. And I just don't know if the type of trader, and maybe this is a bad thing to say, but the type of trader who would be lured in by like, if I was like a picture of me with like gold chains laying on the hood of like a, a you know a Porsche or something, like by the beach, I just like. Oh, can we get that image somewhere? I'll send it to you. <laughs> um, but a person like that's the the biggest draw for them is that I don't know that. Over the long term, they're gonna find what they're what they would want actually with uh, with us, you know. Yeah, I just don't know if that if the person who's like eager for that is gonna um be eager for maybe like the work and grind it takes to get there.
0: I think you almost want the guy that's fallen for that already, been burned by it, and is now looking for what actually works.
2: Yeah, and and yeah. honestly, like so much of the whole works thing is like You know, a lot of it, so much of it comes down to just a little bit more awareness and confidence and the mental side is such a big piece of the puzzle, man. Like, uh, with outside stress of any kind, like it just, it really, it can really, you know, it can really affect your ability to perform We're we're performing in the most competitive environment, I think in the, in the world.
0: Um, I know. I think sometimes we forget about that. Yeah.
2: What were we talking about?
3: Yeah, how did we go from naming the show to trading marketers to
2: maybe we started talking about true traders? That's the point, though. That's true traders.
0: True traders digress. I,
2: I true, tra- like, true, true Traders. I like true traders, but I feel like in the
3: same way we're talking, you know, that the marketing side of this that is, you know, somewhat like they exist. Listen, like there's there's somebody who has gone through the survivorship bias that's made a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. bought a lambo and wants to teach
2: yeah 100 percent.
3: it exists like for i can sure point this uh
0: eric eric smolinski bought a lambo with with yeah, the money I mean, he's pulled out of the market so yeah it happens
3: it's there um i i don't know like is there another is there a synonym we're, we're doing challenging words is there a synonym for true like if i was new and and someone said like uh, oh i want to you know i want to listen to true traders like like am i doubting myself am i a true trader how do how do we feel more inclusive but i like the i like the direction but um yeah i
2: don't know i wish chats with traders wasn't taken simple yeah inf- that's informative the problem somebody stole all these names you see uh so
3: when, when i was uh watching uh, or this was like maybe a few years back in the poker streets like like Ten years, fifteen years ago, or something like that. Uh, there was a YouTube, uh, like little, like cartoon called the Micros because in 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 the poker games, uh, the low stakes are called the Micros, uh, yeah. which kind of I, you know, I mean, we've got the Micros and the and the minis, you know. I don't know, maybe something along that. Like, is that where you start your journey, the Micros? Uh, not that everybody trades the Micros. I don't know something, but uh, I, I like the idea of like something uh, that says like anybody. Anybody who's got the guts to step up and and put their money on the line or, you know, commit to a process and and try to pass an eval like they they just get the respect in my book. It's hard Mm -hmm. and and they don't make it easy. Uh, And and like to your point, Bob, I like this is one of the toughest games, if not the toughest game out there uh, to try to survive in. And, you know, I I, I think that message, I I like that message. Like, how do we get that across uh, that all are welcome kind of thing?
2: Joel says, trade runners never stop chasing <laughs> never stop, never stopping what a, is there a way to um to have something along the lines of like um um not this, but like like you know if if you were like, oh this is like for every man you know like um some type of like very inclusive some you know adjective well, I
0: like the tagline on that with it as being together we trade. To kind of get that message of inclusivity, to let everyone know that hey, we're trying to do this together. Together, we're yep. better. Together, we're stronger. We learn more together.
3: Uh, you know, that's what flaire means, right? You know, together. I we know. Flourish. A new flaire. Together, we flourish.
0: What? What? Uh, what language is that again?
3: Haitian Creole.
0: What's the other flare? Isn't there uh, French? Isn't that uh, French for flower?
3: It might be. Yep. Which is part of the uh, kind of the logo
0: there too. But it actually makes sense because flowers flourish. Yeah, uh, like that's
2: it. so poetic. My guy just shoots people and is like an assassin, and you have all the you have all this meaning in your image. That's beautiful.
3: <laughs> I'm job creation in third world countries.
0: You know. Hey. <laughs> 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 oh shit! So I all thought right. we I thought we had this thing locked up, but now well, you're. Well, does saying banks
2: that- have any um any banks? Do you have any um title thoughts preferences? I mean
4: i I don't want to sleep on the dinosaur one. That was. That was pretty yes. it was, it was solid. <laughs> really? It, it really was. Uh, no, I mean, you know, the uh, you know the catch line, I think, uh, that Kyle was talking about, I, I really do like that one. I mean, in the sense of the name-wise, um, I mean, nothing really pops out in my mind. Um, I like, you know, some of the ones that have been brought up. But, but yeah, yeah, of my own creation, no. The girls didn't have any ideas? Oh, I didn't even ask them, to be honest. With you. I should have. It, it probably would be like Hi. it. It, it it'd probably be like Mary Poppins, "Let's fly" or something like that. They're big. They're big. Uh, big Disney kids. Let's fly. Let's fly. That's hmm.
2: that's not bad, actually. <laughs> fly, fly with me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: huh. Oh man, how are we stuck here? <clears throat> this is no good. Time for a Twitter poll. We can go on to the next topic.
0: Well, the other problem we need is it needs to be a domain that I can still get, and uh, also it needs yeah. to be have some of those keywords in there that can be discovered when people search trading podcasts. Uh,
3: I've I've got the domain site pulled up, so as soon as we pick one, I'm going to buy it. Uh, so uh,
0: I was wondering sure, if somebody on the live stream that. would be doing that.
3: Are you going to sell it back to
2: us? <laughs> I won't mark. I won't mark it up too much. You'll buy it uh, and <laughs> sell it back to ourselves. That's great. Oh, That's uh, hey,
3: listen. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a trade. <laughs>
0: well, what can we do? What can we do around true traders? What can? How can we modify that?
3: I, I listen. I I don't not like true. I was just uh, you know playing devil's advocate.
0: This is riveting. All right. I think it's time to move on from this. Yeah, That's funny. I think we got some good ideas on here, though. I think we're going to make something out of that. So basically what we
3: have is like number one is True Traders Podcast. So we can say, are you down with TTP? Number two is probably Dinosaur Podcast. I think that's Um, got two out of the four
0: votes. Yeah. yeah. I'll (laughs) tell you what. I miss talking to that little guy every day. (laughs) Oh, we have to give him a spot on here one Uh, of these days.
2: Oh, like every morning, I used to talk to him in the car while they drove to school, dude. Oh, yeah? Dude. yeah. Yes. Oh, awesome. <laughs> all right,
0: let's, uh, let's, let's put a pin in that then, and let's move on to the, the next roundtable discussion that we got here. I wanted to talk, since we just got out of this FOMC, and I think a lot of people had some struggles over this past week, kind of wanted to talk to the group here and get your guys' thoughts. Like, how does your prep, how does your execution, how does all that change when we have high impact news events scheduled? How about we start with... Thanks. We haven't heard from you in a bit.
4: I am um, not a big fan of trading news. If if I do trade news, like a day like FOMC, um, it's it, like I treat that more of like a scalping kind of day. Um, at least up until FOMC, um, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in any big major moves. Um, look, I, I really don't think there are big major moves before FOMC. So it, it's more of you know good entries, quick take profits. Um, now when I get into FOMC. The goal going into that is to have a little bit of money to play with after something prints, uh, but willing mm-hmm. to risk what I've already made. And, it, it, you know, if, if it's one of those where it's, you know, I haven't had a good entry or something like that, then it's just something that I pass on, you know, like news, like, you know, non-farm and stuff like that. Uh, those are tough to just get positioned for. Um, I do think a lot of those play really well, um, especially in, in, you know, what we're looking at now, but, but a lot of the times it's, you know, even if you're well positioned, you're still not well positioned, you know, at, at least for the wick down or something along those lines. But yeah, I, but, but, but in general, I would say I'm not a real big news trader per se. I know that, you know, you know, like Baba had one of his best days trading on FOMC, but it's just not. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not one of my cup of teas.
0: Yeah. And I, I think uh, the more people that I kind of run into uh, through doing the interviews and and just meeting more people in the community it seems like the guys that really know what they're doing kind of seem to stay away from it more than i would have thought oh thanks (laughs) are are you the same way baba uh
2: no i'm i don't mind fomc so much Mm -hmm. um i i feel like fomc is it does get wide and wild but like bank said i mean Let's see, it was in April, I think, or March, March or April of this year. I guess my biggest, maybe, my, well, up until that point in the year, my biggest trading day, and probably for that quarter, if not for that first six months, happened on FOMC Day. Um, now, that day happened to set up really smooth, so I think it still boils down to like how are we postured and positioned going into that. To be honest Mm -hmm. um more so than than the rest of it i think um obvious things would be like i'm not going to be trading as much size on the first swing at an fomc trade and then if that trade works out it might be the only trade you take because if you're you know riding the lightning then you know it's it's great and i mean that riding the lightning positively not like the electric chair
0: no more like uh metallica right (laughs)
2: Yeah, like if you if you nail it, like I mean, that's the thing. It's high risk, high reward. Um, I, it just can't be a gamble. And I think that um, if there's a setup that you can reasonably risk, then it's not it's not a gamble. It's it's a it's a risk like anything else. But the reward potential is pretty high. Now, I'm not talking about being in a trade when the news drops, right? Or trying to enter when you know the data feed is blipping i've but, tried
0: that before <laughs> it does not work <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah but like e- either if much earlier in the day there's an opportunity to get positioned or post news um like it usually goes minutes and then the speech and so on the back side of the minutes would be where the trade opportunity usually lies in my opinion
0: what about your your prep does that change at all
2: um I I probably look a little wider. I think that's one thing bank, Banks and I look at, it's like um going into big news in general whether it's in NFP or or FOMC or whatever. I think there's a tendency to kind of okay, if we we're going to stretch for, you know, some liquidity, where where might those ed- edges be? Mm-hmm. And then you look at like value and balance as well and kind of paint a picture of okay, you know, here's the Here's the playground. And then that can kind of, you know, give a little bit of perspective to where you might want to engage. Um, But also like watching the auction unfold, like at hand, after the minutes, when the speech starts, it's, it can be a little bit wild, but I, but I do think there, you know, if you've already reached a real outer edge band of what you, you know, what your work would show, then there's an opportunity, you know, to work that work a trade back in, as everything gets digested and that, and that was the trades that I remember, which it was multiple trades. That's the other thing is I know somebody, a guy that we used to trade with, you know, captured like 350 points on a FOMC day. Nice. And a runner. So it was a pretty big trade. And then the runner was like 350 points. And my FOMC trades were, um, none of that day was like massive, you know, it wasn't like, multiple hundred point runners, it was just a ton of, you know, 50, 40, 40 point rips or dumps that I was on the, you know, on the trade for. So.
0: Right. Right. So you're not looking for those home runs still, even during those, you just, they just play out quicker kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Just, you can get a full TP, uh, like a full scale pretty quick. I think contextually, if there was, Say we swept like the outer edge of something a uh, uh, liquidity a daily li- level um, the edge of like uh, a leg of an auction and then pulled back in maybe like holding that a little bit longer might make sense but it's moving so fast usually that you know I mean and that that was the thing with we were talking about before today like I don't like NFP so much as um, FOMC when they fall in the same week. It's just a recipe for annoying trading, which we, you know, talked a lot about this week just uh, earlier. But I, I would prefer them not to be on the same week. <laughs> and I don't like, I I, tr- I was going to trade NFP today and tried to trade the long on NFP and couldn't get the freaking, I mean, I, it happened so fast.
0: Oh, yeah. That was a snap. There, there was yeah, you no know, grabbing that yeah, unless you had an order yeah. just sitting there.
2: Yeah, I did not have one li- limited sitting there like someone else did. So, Flairy, did you uh, did you have that limit waiting there? No, his, his daughter, <laughs> my daughter. daughter did that's it.
0: right. That's <laughs> right. Yes. Oh, my daughter did.
3: She wanted nine fifty. She said the overnight consolidation, Dad. I want it. And I said, All right. God damn. Get yourself a ticket.
0: Good for her. What about you, man? What do you What do you do differently during uh the the big news event type weeks?
3: Um, I mean, as far as preparation goes, which I think is like a big piece of it. If you're if you're going to trade data or econ events, I, I think you need to have like a slightly different approach. Uh, or at least I I take a slightly different approach. Uh, I believe that the market when it's when it's in these low liquidity environments, it seeks places where there was previous high liquidity uh, mm-hmm. or large size done. And so, um, you know, what I what I typically look for is Are there new, you know, I call them clusters, but like, are there new areas where large size or the aggressive auction has overlapped? Um, Because one of my main setups is, is there a new cluster leaving RTH the day before we have data? Um, We saw that with uh, FOMC NES this week. Uh, We saw that with um, NFP uh, yesterday in NQ in the 937, 933 area. Uh, so that that's kind of like one of my main setups. But as far as like where you're going, um, you know, typically, you know, you see people do like, oh, I'll take a, you know, 30 point, 50 point, take profit or whatever. I, I think in my opinion, if you're going to put risk on in that type of environment, it, it's a home run type of environment. Like for me, I'm I'm not looking to get in uh, you know, pretend like I can see the DOM and what's going on and like have limit orders or use a bracket like I, I'm trying to get in and and see if this thing runs. Um, And if I do have an order that I want to get filled, it's going to be usually pretty outsized. And again, like at these high, like, you know, an area where there's trap traders, uh, you know north of 50 points away um you know and especially when there's a big void of liquidity in the general area where you're at which i you know i felt Mm -hmm. like we kind of had today with nfp when they bid up you know again like i i just think like having that outsized plan if you're gonna put risk on in that environment is important um because you need to have an outsized target if you're gonna have essentially outsized risk because you know i i don't know about you guys but it, it you can't just like put a bracket on click in market and hope that it works uh, because okay. the, you know, they'll skip your orders. I mean, I've had it happen, you know, a bunch. So typically if I'm trading those, uh, those, those events, like you're, you're at the mercy of the market button for me. Um, so yeah, like that's kind of my approach is like, look for liquidity spots, look for areas, uh, you know, clusters or whatever that I can get in. And then as far as like actual execution, which I think is the biggest part, right? Like, uh, it's one thing to have a trade idea heading into these things. I have no idea unless you have like some insider macro, blah, whatever idea. Like, like how do you get in pre-FOMC and then hope that whatever he says, the market says is bullish? I, I don't get that. Um, you know, to me, that, that seems like you're just flipping a coin. I'm sure to some people it's not, and they have edge in that. But for me, like, I, I can't predict, oh, NFP is going to go up.
0: I don't know how anybody can even read it that fast. I think the only thing that can do that is an algorithm.
3: Yeah. I mean, scraping or whatever's going on, but it's still, you know, I mean, again, I, how they analyze it or, you know, I mean, if you if you're reading order flow, whatever, but so, so like for execution for me, like there's two main things. One, um, I, I always want to be pyramiding into, into, into contracts in, in these events. So like, you know, for example, in FOMC, you know, let's just say you're, you're looking to trade five uh total or you normally trade five in in an event like this like i would look to get in say like two at an area and then when it pops i i want to be adding when it pops so, you know, you're, you're just like building this pyramid of like, you know, I want to get to, you know, I I want to get to five ideally as a core. And if the trade works, I want to be bigger. So, you know, maybe you do like a three and then you add two and then you add one and then it consolidates. And then when it breaks out, you add three and then you add two and then you add one, um, you know, or however you do that. But like, I, for me, the idea is get a, get a position in at an area that you're interested in and then add to that winner. Because, I mean, a lot of times what you find yourself if you catch the move is that you're in this advantageous position of the market has popped, you know, 50 to 100 points and it's consolidating. And if it breaks back up to the upside and you average up. Your average is one well protected. the The volatility has slowed enough where you can confidently put stops into the market that you that you feel are going to hit, and uh, you know you get these sort of like I hate to use the term risk free, but like risk free multiple R trades. Uh, and the FOMC, I think, was a good example of that, where like if you caught the pullback low and you added after it consolidated right around that like fourteen seven area, you know you got another you know solid push out of there that, that really never, it never came back. So, uh, you know, adding to winners, uh, is, is sort of a strategy that, that I really like, you know, obviously adding to winners. Right. But like, not, not just like full board you know, full porting in right away, uh, sizing down and then trying to pyramid into winners. And then when it, when it, if I get it right, when it goes, then I try to get multiple R in those risk-free environments and take that second leg up or third leg up, uh, on, on multiple R the other one is, like, just waiting, right? Like, I I would rather chase a move uh, in in data based on, like, order flow or something like that. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, today we popped down into that 930-ish area, and when they popped down, they wicked up, and there was, you know, there was some, like, nice impulsive moves, uh, you know, whether it was buying balances, whatever you look at. But, like, there was an opportunity to sort of chase uh, the move relatively quickly, and, uh, you know, for me, I, I, again, predicting, you know, and flipping the coin first, it, it's just not how I would like to do it. Uh, and I don't have edge there, but like, if I, if I'm watching this go and I'm watching my monitors closely and I see, you know, one of the tools that I use that, that fires off something, like I would much rather the move do its thing in the beginning and then, you know, chase it up once I see, you know, uh, you know, buyers or sellers sort of stepping in and, and. Um, supporting the move that that already was a low liquidity move so you know again for me adding to the winners uh reducing size and trying to build those multiple r's once we get the outside move or outsides moved, and then targeting outsides moved like if you're going to put risk on in these environments uh in my opinion you're doing it uh you know for these larger moves it's not
0: making it worth it yeah. I
3: mean, it's not a risk 15 to make 30. It's, it's, you know, a risk 30 to make 150, um, right. you know, so uh, again, you know, to each their own, but like that, that's my approach to it.
0: You know, one thing that I've always had trouble with when trying to chase a move like that is not knowing when the move is getting too extended. And I think I'm starting to get a better handle on that, but I'm curious if you have any thoughts or are things that you can look for to say that, hey, maybe, you know what, uh, wait for a better pullback here?
3: Well, I mean, for me, that, that comes with knowing where you believe the market's going to try to go, you know, and, and mm-hmm. having confidence in that. So, you know, I mean, this morning it, it, we were down in the 930s, uh, you know, whatever. When, when Okay, what what price were we? At? We were at Yeah, 960 when, uh, when the data dropped. Well, 14960, where is the market going to try to go? it's going to try to go to 15,000. Like it's definitely going to try to go to 15,000. If it's a long, it's going to go to 15,000. So, you know, if you can find an opportunity, whether it's a limit order, a market order, whatever you do, but like, if you can get in and quickly kind of go, okay, well, we're, you know, 50 points away from 15,000 minimum, you know, you've got a one-to-one trade risking fifty points in a low liquidity environment. And we all know what would have happened if you would have given a trade fifty points worth of risk, um, you know, from basically anywhere today. So, you know, again, I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying that, but like I, I think like the knowing knowing where like like where your R kind of scale is is important because if there was a bunch of overhead resistance, like let's say we would have opened at like 14, nine. 70 for the data or 990 that becomes a much more difficult trade because the downside could go all the way down to like that 930s lows the you know the the euro asia lows um and your upside like who knows maybe we pop 15 and we come back down like that becomes a different game so i think that's like a big piece of it too is like okay i believe that we have an opportunity to go up right like the market is bullish i think we're going to go up well where's the next logical like outsized up target is it just right overhead well now all of a sudden that becomes a difficult trade can you really give a trade room to to work in a low liquidity environment when your target is only 30 40 points away in my opinion no or that's like an opportunity where i would just step aside and, and wait to see if the move like slows a little bit to give me an opportunity to get in um but today wasn't that i think uh you know it was fast but um you know, I mean, uh, you have to be willing to kind of, if, again, if you're going to step into these low-equity environments, you have to be willing to risk a little bit wider than you normally do. And, um, you know, I, we opened in the 70s, 50-ish area, and, you know, we had 50-ish points minimum to the upside. Um, my my big uh, sort of like liquidity target to the upside would have been like 15050, uh, there was like a big cluster of Delta from uh, from previous times we were up here. And there was a very, very weak high uh, from the last move down. So when we started this move down that we just retraced, 15,130 was a single one-hour candle move to the high. And that is like a, a super big tell for me. Like that's just weak. You, mm-hmm. when, when you make a one-hour move to the high that reverses and goes 1,000 points down – uh on one single candle that 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 high is weak so you know again 15050, 15138, i think it was um two very clear targets for bulls today from from that event and you know when you have a target that outsized you can start to build an idea around a trade and you know i mean give it a little room to work
0: can you expound a little bit more on that what you mean by the targets there you said the the big reversal candles.
3: So as far as that move to the high candle. So if you look at a 1-hour chart on NQ, where was it? 1019. 1019 was the last move to the high. Single bar. So we made a we made a low, it made a high and then it dropped. So that's a single bar move to the low. So it made its own low and its own high at the same time. That's oh, super yeah. weak. So okay. um 1019, 1-hour one candle move to the high. That's been a big target. For me, uh, for this whole move, um, you know, or at least like I didn't think it would happen in five days, but here we are. <laughs> right. um, yeah, so that like again, like this fifteen one thirty-eight when I was working on morning plans uh this morning, fifteen one thirty-eight would have been like my what are bulls trying to do. Uh you also have some daily swing highs kind of up in this area uh relatively as well. But yeah, this fifteen one thirty eight, and then there was like a fifteen oh fifty to 15.060 was like a, a, an area where they've put in a lot of uh, large orders. But again, like what I try to do is ask myself, like, what, what are the, like, the, it's a bullish environment. What are the bulls trying to do? Where would they be trying to go and what do they need to try to sort of like check the box on? And for me, that would have been like in a perfect world, we go to 15.138. Now, do we go from 14.930 to 15.138 in one move? I, you know, maybe, who knows? It's kind of a big move for NFP. Uh, but again, like it, it's 7:30 in the morning I'm central time but at 7:30 in the morning you know you you chase an order up you know around 9 30 950 or you set a limit and you know you hope your stock gets hit or you, you know you use the market buttons there was opportunity to even risk you know 30 40 50 points in this market and and you do that on a size that still dictates a dollar amount you're comfortable losing right mm-hmm. so I think that's an important thing is like if you're gonna trade these events, You come into them understanding the math of what you're getting into. You don't just jump into you know 15 minis uh, because you like the trade and you know you have to give it room. Like, well, you can't just risk you know 50 points on 15 minis if your normal risk on a on a given trade is you know 400 bucks or something like that, 300 bucks. Like, you just can't do that. But. You, but you can not do that in
0: any environment though are you should you
3: know, like, well you, well you shouldn't but like you know if if your risk tolerance uh or your average R risk on a trade is you know $300 well you just do the simple math like all right well yeah. you know like uh where do i not want to see this break i don't want to see this go below the euro asia lows okay well it's 9:30ish okay well you know we're trading 960 right now i'm going to try to get in somewhere between 50 and 40 and hope it, hope it holds 30 so 50 points on a micro is, you know, whatever, a hundred bucks. I mean, yeah. you you could probably, you know, get in two or three and, you know, you're risking still relatively like that, you know, three to four hundred dollars that you normally would. And the key is then you have to like you have to take it to the end because you do that a bunch and you don't go to these places where you think the market has the ability to go to you know, in the long run, you're just going to get burned on that stuff. So anyways, uh, I think like that's the, that's the key is like having, having any idea of where, you know, we're going to pump the ICT thing, where, where, uh, (laughs) where price is trying to deliver, right? Like, where's price trying to deliver? Where, where, where are the buyers trying to go? What are they trying to accomplish? And and in my opinion, 15138 would have been a great check the box. And, you know, they, they went for extra credit this week, but
0: S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com and that phone number is 520-977-7904 Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address Uh, Anybody else have anything they want to throw in on there on this topic before we uh, move on to something else? All right, then. I think we should do some Good, Bad, and Ugly. Fancy sound effects. Mm, Saucy. All right. Are you guys familiar with this uh, from the old show, the old format? No, but I'm dreading this. Okay, so Good, Bad, and Ugly is where we... I'm gonna make this because we don't have time to for everybody to do one of each, but you just pick something from your week that was either good, bad, or ugly that you felt like offers a teaching moment or a learning lesson and I can kick things off if you if you don't want to be embarrassed
3: <laughs> fire, yeah, fire fire it up
0: <laughs> all right, so Tuesday Tuesday, I let uh frustration boil over into my trading. And I took a max drawdown on an eval account. Uh, It was nothing to plan. It was nothing. None of the trades that I took that day, other than maybe the first one or two, were anything that I'd be proud of or even feel like writing in my journal, to be honest with you. But the worst part about this whole uh, whole experience, I think, was that I noticed I was withdrawing into myself uh, while this was going on instead of being active on the voice channel with Baba and Banks and talking about what I'm going through and what I'm trying, what I'm seeing, uh, I just kind of completely withdrew into myself. I think I muted myself. So uh, just kind of listening off in the background while I was clicking buttons. And that is not a recipe for success. So I I've been spending a lot of time uh, going back through my processes, trying to figure out where the breakdown was in there. But I think that the important thing for me to learn from this experience is that I need to recognize when I'm withdrawing like that. And that needs to be a cue to me to either shut it down or start speaking up about what's going on. Let someone talk some goddamn sense into me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll chime in on that because yeah. Tuesday... <laughs> Tuesday, I kind of had a bad day, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel a little better knowing that I wasn't alone struggling, but I don't like the way I reacted to the struggle. Like, it'd be one thing if I yeah, took I'm- three losses and then said, OK, shut it down. I'm not on my game today. But to take like six more or seven more, eight more after that, like, what was I thinking?
4: Yeah, so the hard, the hard part about Tuesday for me was... Um, you know, I, I was, I was well positioned on a lot of really good trades. And then it just seemed like every single time on Tuesday, like structure didn't mean anything.
2: Mm-hmm. It was just like,
4: <laughs> we, you know, it, there was, there was like a period where, you know, we were trading like 40 point range and we were getting these can these five minute candles that were 30 points wide, just up and down, up and down, up and down. And every, and every single one of those was just, at least in my opinion, was just to get people
2: out of the trade. Mm-hmm.
4: Um or at least frustrated. I mean, cause we were in that range for from
2: hours a, from 1115 to like one o'clock. It felt very
0: manipulative the entire session. Yep.
2: Mm, funny. You should say that. <laughs> yeah. They, they,
0: they yeah, not they, I'm sorry. The, I was thinking more along the quarterly theory lines. Yeah. So, but, but, you know, looking back, I mean,
4: that was, that was a pure manipulation day. Um, And just, you know, kind of, I knew that going in and we talked about it on the mic and, so, and then, you know, and then, and then you know, basically I, I kind of just walked away, but I, I think the, the, the learn or the teaching point I want to talk about is so taking Tuesday and, and not replicating that into a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, scared of your process kind of trading,
1: mm-hmm. because
4: when you, when you have those days where you hit the, you know, where you have, you know, a tough day or a bad day, it's hard to come back the very next day and be like, well, I'm just going to do my normal thing.
0: Yeah, (laughs) because when you
4: when you when you when you have a tough day and it doesn't seem like anything's going your way, you know, I probably on Wednesday had two setups that we were on mic, talked through the entire thing went exactly where I thought they were going to go. And I just didn't click the button. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just just one of those things where it's like it's it's a it's a learning moment on that fact, because I mean, I knew what the trade I what I wanted to be in, but it's just the risk factor of being in that trade. And I don't know if it's just because I had a bad day Tuesday and kind of looking back, I was a little, you know, I, I guess confidence on the, on, on the setups or whatever. I don't know what it was, but Wednesday, Thursday, I just kind of had okay days, you know, it wasn't anything to ride home about. And then obviously today I had a really good day kind of, you know, but, but on top of that, it's, it, it was like two days of where it's just like, I, and I don't know if it was confidence or trust in the setups or whatever it was, but it seemed like every trade I wanted to get in worked. And then when I would get in one, it would slam right back in my face.
0: Oh, I hate that feeling.
4: And it's just one of those where I felt like nothing was going right on Tuesday. And I kind of went into Wednesday a little bit hesitant. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but it sounds but like yeah. you worked
4: through it pretty well, though.
0: Well, yeah, I did like 40 replays. Ah, yeah. Replay, <clears throat> replay, 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 huh? That yep. Is, that is always the cure for what ails me. Uh, Baba, what about you?
2: All right. Um... The, uh, it's, uh, it's an ugly, it's an ugly, but, um, Nobody has a good? <laughs> I'll, it this is a good and an ugly. So it's both mixed into one. So on a, it it's both, the, it's me. both the longs. So on 1031, if you draw your attention to 1031, you will, uh, notice that, uh, on 1031, which was a big uppy day, big uppy day. It was a big impulse day through that um,
1: oh, yeah. through that
2: daily candle down. Um, I had the uh, trade idea early in the day that uh, the peekaboo of euro session lows um, like overnight lows um, I had the idea to uh, wait for that to be peaked and as long as we had some type of initiation or some type of setup there, that area I wanted to trade. So I was on on voice long but, uh I got the entry right here. 14339, folks. Oh 14339. I was long uh a, a single contract I added on the way up, Flairy, a la. There you go. Got to a full position size, scaled out um into uh 14,400 uh, a batch, and then scaled. Had a great exit on one more at, and this sounds like whatever, but it's not, Um, at 430, 14,
0: 430,
2: so... Okay. Banger. It, banger. And then had one left, and wanted to hold it to the close, or at least to the trade thesis, which was to trade through the like 815 high that was the idea um we get you know i wanted to see us trade through 450 ish um from that entry well i was it was 11 o'clock i was like i'm done you know i didn't want to be on on voice anymore not because i don't like it but it's just like that's late in the day i'm ready to go do other stuff so i just slid my stop up to some arbitrary level And came back to that contract being stopped out in that uh, 380s area, something like that, only to (sighs) see it continue to run all the way past my target, 50 points past it. And so I learned two things. One, well, I've learned this a million times, like let the uh, trade, if you have an idea, let the trade idea that you have worked so hard to discover, if you have an edge, um, honor that work and let it go to fruition. I didn't do that that day. Annoying. Now there's no guarantees that that would have went there, but you know it's annoying to look back at that that early in the week and see that I was uh, on the right side. And so I said to myself, if I get that trade set up again, uh, I'll take it. And this time I'll I'll do it the right way. Mm-hmm. If I get it again, we'll nail it. So if you look at the setup into the next day, the same opportunity presented itself the very next day. And your boy here hitched. Hitched his wagon to it once again over in the Vanta Trading Discord. Actually, this was this was actually before we were even on mic. This was Yeah, up, this
0: is like <laughs> seven in the morning.
2: Yeah, seven fifty-five. I've been getting to the desk earlier because there have been some really good trade opportunities coming out of the 5. 50, 6 o'clock in the morning up yeah. to about eight o'clock. There's been just some really great opportunities this week. And and I noticed that looking back over the last few weeks, like I should get to the desk early. And see if these setups are there, and if they are, take advantage of them. So I was long from fourteen to twenty eight seventy five, which is a pretty saucy entry. Um, six points of heat, I believe, on that trade. Oh, and, beautiful! And I was flat by six sixty seven, which is a very small trade. Not even what? Not even forty points. Um, a little over thirty. I was like, well, you know. I'll wait until the open and then get back into the trade. I don't know if you guys noticed what we did that day as well.
0: I'm looking but at it right now.
2: We closed at fourteen thousand seven hundred and sixty, and I was long from 14,228.75. So, again, my target was to trade through um, the highs at ninety five, and I did not honor the work two days in a row, and that really. Um,
0: I thought you said there was a good in here.
2: The good is the the, 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 that the, the trades good is were the, good at least <laughs> the good is the good is this is that if you can quantify the the market into a digestible form of, of data, whether that's using time as a reference, volume, delta, or whatever, and you can take the idea and squash it down to a definable thing, like when the market behaves this way. This is what I will call that, and that usually leads to this. Um, and is really good at that, um, and that's an area that that I'm you know continuing to grow in. So the good is that that kind of work really pays off. I mean, there's some stellar entries in this uh, in this chart, um, but the other side of the work of allowing it to come to fruition instead of thinking like, well, I'll I'll close it out here because I took it with you know some size, so that was a good good way to start the day. And then when we get to the regular market, I'll I'll jump into a trade. The bad is not holding to the process fully. The good is the process is really good.
0: I think if you I think you can call that ugly. I think ugly. That qualifies. Doing the yeah, same it, thing two days in a row.
2: It's ugly. And being <laughs> on the nut low of the strongest trend days of the last <laughs> six months, two days in a row, dude. Ah, oh, that's um, gotta hurt. Yeah, it really uh It's really tough. I did dig out um, another. I mean, I had another good trade that um, I did the same thing on, honestly, on the 11 2. Again, there was a trade set up there, took it, and I closed it out. Closed it out at targets, put my stop at a stupid, you know, random spot because it was 11 o'clock. I'm going for the day. And, you know, we went up, uh, eventually went all the way to, um,
0: 15,000 15,
2: 15, 15, um, and I was cl- I was flat out of that trade at 940. I mean, so still that was a better trade, but still just those things I've just noticed those that I need to sharpen that up a little bit. Um it was three days in a row this week. It wasn't red. It wasn't because of a red P L and l day necessarily that it would be frustrating. And it was, but, And so I don't want to sound like uh, pretentious or whatever, but it's it's as frustrating when you have everything lined up and you take the trade and you shoot yourself in the foot by not sticking to the rest of the plan.
0: Yeah, I think we all experience trying to outsmart our own our own trades. I've done that. I can't count how many times I finally just had to start walking away from the computer once the trade is on. It's like, you know what? The stops will take care of me. I'll go do something else.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was my my ugly three days uh, in a row, buying the nut low almost. And <laughs> every
0: time <laughs> I keep adding a day to it, man, it's gonna be four days in a row and a couple days. Uh, uh, I didn't do that today, here. I wanted okay, to good. buy it
2: today and didn't get a chance to. So,
0: all right, well, thanks for sharing that, man. Uh, I know the hard, the ugly ones are the hardest ones to talk about. Uh, flarry you got anything you want to tell oh, us about? Shit.
3: I, I thought we had to do good, bad, and ugly. So I was prepared for all. And then when you said we had an option, I was going to go good. But after hearing Baba's, I, I, dude, I almost feel bad <laughs> sharing the <good>. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, I, uh, I gotta hear the good too. <laughs> I,
3: I took the same trade. I just didn't do what you did. But uh, uh,
2: I appreciate that. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, three, three, day, three days in a row, did you take the same trade, Flairy?
3: Uh, not today, which was my ugly. Uh,
0: <laughs> so
3: I'll, I'll, let me, let me run, let me run through them all, all three real quick. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll be quick. So, so the good was, uh, I was bullish all week. Um, mm-hmm. I tracked trend based on, uh, gaining or moving, uh, gaining or losing the move to the low or the high and, uh, buyers in the ES gained the move to the low on Monday. Uh, NQ lagged a day behind and, they just set the they set the pace. Uh ES uh did a trend start, uh, which is like my my A plus setup. ES pulled into a trend start. I trade NQ levels off of ES. So Monday uh Monday I bought uh ES's pullback into the trend start. Uh it was like three thirty five ish. Uh it went a hundred points at, uh within like fifteen minutes and I was done on Monday. Uh Tuesday, this one's this one uh this one was interesting. Uh, so Tuesday, uh, same thing. Uh, they were trying to they were trying to gain. They had to hold. Uh, we bought basically that same area again. Uh, Three thirty went about one hundred and fifty points. Uh, you know, done pretty quick. Wednesday, this was the big one. Trading the data came nice. came to the desk in the morning. Uh, over so overnight on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, Globex Wednesday morning, buyers in NQ gained the move to the well. Uh, which activated a bunch of really key levels for me trend start and trend breaks. Uh the trend break was fourteen four thirteen three three quarter and the trend start was fourteen four oh seven. So that gave us a seven point range. That was like the most A plus setup that I I personally trade. Uh so I was long 144 14, uh 14414 4, 14, uh into that data and I and I held it until uh I was kind of like joking with this meme target. Uh, I held that trade to, uh, through, uh, through the data in the morning, through the opening range, uh, breakout and into FOMC into fourteen seven eleven. So like seven oh eleven. So, so like the slurpy trade was what we were joking about, uh, throughout the week. So Baba, you were in the same trade, man. Uh, and, uh, I, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go jump off the back deck real quick. <laughs> uh, sorry, dude. That was. I had my good all like that was my good. I had it all queued up. That I was bullish all week watching the evolve trend. Um. Yeah. It has a terrible ending to the story, but uh. You know. Luckily, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, really good, really good uh, days. Um. But like, similar to like what you said, like you had to walk away from the desk. Like I, you know, I mean, I, I, I was in and out of the desk, but like th- that's one of those things where like you just you got to just let it work like i just, know mm-hmm, i just know you got to let it work but uh it, it so okay so then we get into thursday this is where the bad starts well we start approaching some levels that i would feel like okay if sellers are going to step in like like listen i as much as i went uh you know even on twitter and preached like when trend is up you should just be buying it's easier um, we were approaching some pretty big high time frame levels, but the one thing that I think it was really important is that you have to pick your spots if you're going to fade trend. Mm-hmm. And I started fading trend on Thursday. I followed those rules and i met- like meticulously picked my spots to fade trend. And I had a very profitable day fading trend. I took nothing but shorts on Thursday. And then, you know, I think we know that that market went up. Um, but I was able to, to have a good day now come to friday uh the ugly (laughs) and it's really not like it's not super ugly um nfp has been walked back uh a lot uh so if you go back and look at uh, look at the nfp prints this year they've walked almost all of them back before the IBS set and um you know i've taken this trade a bunch this year uh I, I haven't sized it up as as much as uh, you know I wanted to and today for whatever reason in this trend I was just like you know what like let's fill this gap let's walk NFP back you know we we've yeah we've broken through some big resistance and and blah 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 which is like it's one of the cruxes of what I do is don't fade momentum when buyers are taking out lost levels when they're taking out resistance, there's no bigger aha than, than that to stop shorting. And, uh, you know, listen, it, it was, the market has this way of like giving you a little taste before. And so like, I call it upstuck, uh, from poker. So I caught the short, uh, and I was up, uh, on, on a, on a pretty sized up trade today. And, uh, you know, it moved maybe 30, 40 points in my, my, uh, probably not 40, it went like 30 points in my direction. And, uh, and then they, they just reversed it right below the OR right when they were about to get back into that gap. And uh, I, I didn't cut it. And uh, I took, uh, I took a little bit more than a full size stop on, on large size today and uh, took a max stop uh, and gave about a third of my week back after being pretty spot on for the week. So, um, you know, I mean, listen, it was still a great week, but uh, that's not, yeah. I mean, like I broke rules today. Um, I, I definitely did. So, you know, after, uh, after trading, uh, really well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then, you know, even like, uh, trading counter trend on Thursday, but you know, I, I had, I, I knew what it, I knew what it was going to take to ca- trade counter trend on Thursday. Uh, and I did that successfully. And then I came into today and, you know, broke, broke some rules. And, you know, I mean, I, the ugly is there was some ego in those trades and, um, the market just has a beautiful way of sensing that. And, uh, you know, I mean, and uh, again, <laughs> uh, it's Friday too, so it's the beauty is I, have, I I get three days to think about it. But uh, yeah, so my ugly is uh, you know after being sort of in the zone and in the pocket and following rules, and then um, you know being meticulous on when I wanted to fade this market, uh, and even being wrong, but uh, still finding a way to be profitable on Thursday. Uh, today, uh, you know, I, I sized up on a setup that I believed in, which is, you know, sort of good, but uh, the ugly was uh, I, I believed in it too much. And uh, I, I, you know, I mean, you, you just, I don't know about you guys, but like w- when you're really convicted on an idea, when the obvious punches you in the face, you go, eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, oh sure you can't get back into the gap. Oh sure you're back in the opening range. Like, oh, whatever. And you know, I mean, today was one of those days where like you're you're watching it happen and you know I should stop out of this trade and I just didn't. And uh, you know, I took a, you know, about a 2-hour uh loss on or or 2-hour normal size loss on on, you know, much bigger size than I normally would. And of Ooh. course, you know, it's the time I size up uh on a setup that's worked uh ninety something percent of the time this year. Uh and it got it stuffed in my face. And you know, do I take that risk uh if if I hadn't had the Monday through Thursday that I had? Probably not. Uh, but I did. And, but you'd uh, still
0: take the trade though, wouldn't you?
3: Oh, I still take the trade. I'd still take I'd still take the trade, but honestly, had I not been um, sized the way that I, I was, um mm-hmm. I probably would have executed differently. I, I, I certainly right. would have get it differently so that's the ugly is that uh sizing up is hard man i mean that's just the journey um that i've been stuck in you know like just to be like i've been stuck in the journey of trying to size up for like six months and every time i take that step up to the you know to the big game to the 5100 game or whatever it is you know uh (laughs) they just you know it's the, the pros have a way to remind you that you're you know you're a you're a 612 player
0: (laughs) yeah it's the Uh, gulp limit right
3: yep so uh you know that that was that day for me so you know ugly and unfortunately ugly on a friday is like the most painful uh the most painful so a little little ego swallow um you know a little rule break uh but it's still a good week overall but man uh, let me ask
0: you this flary did you take any more trades after that uh zero. zero okay that's you know, a, I think you can, uh, you can feel good about that too, no, because I you did that. recognize that it was time to shut it down and well, you I, did
3: I, I, the boys on this call will definitely verify that the, uh, the, there's a version of me that would have gone and, uh, blasted
0: several more so. <laughs> I think that's a version I, of all of us though. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it is what it is. Like you
3: just, uh, you know, it, it becomes this like uh, like this thing of just disappointment. Trading has this like weird thing where like you just have these mirror moments, man. I'm telling you, where you're just like, how am I still capable of this? Like, right? It's just, like it's so frustrating, um, but it's also like the most raw, like peel the onion uh, thing. So like these ugly days, you know, they they suck, they hurt, but uh, they're helpful if you can actually take something from them. That they, you know, again, by the grace of God, there go I. Like I'm still capable of this stuff uh and today was one of those days but also you know to your point i would have you know like oh i gotta get this back oh i gotta get this back no Mm -hmm. you know what i you know i I said i was gonna do this i said i was gonna you know this is my setup i believe in it i'm gonna try i'm gonna size it up when i sized up i made mistakes that i typically wouldn't have made at at you know a smaller size uh so that's it i'm done for the day and you know what take your licks and enjoy your weekend you, you idiot but
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know I like to say that it, it's not a it's not a loss or it's not a loser and unless, unless you refuse to learn something from it. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the key, like you said. Like learn the lessons. You just paid for the tuition. Like make sure you get your money's worth.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well we we, we did. <laughs> we got there.
0: <laughs> I mean some of us are always going to Ivy League educations, but you know. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so my six-year-old, you know, 75-point ripper off of NFP News, and uh, me, not so much.
0: She's buying (laughs) you lunch.
3: (laughs) She she might
2: have
0: to. All right, does anybody else have any other comments or uh, anything I want to bring up here for this segment before we move on?
2: I I just would like to point out the other thing that's funny about trading. um, So it's funny, like, Flary, we've talked this week, but not really much about trading you know like or in the last 10 days like we haven't talked about levels the market the direction or whatever And it's funny that the their entries into those positions were generally in some of the very similar places except the day that you faded i was long as well but and and then the other the thing is is like the fine line between a banner week which this week for me had the makings of the potential for, because I was on the right side of four of the most bullish days that we've, or yeah, three or four of the most bullish days that we've seen. Mm -hmm. But like the, the capitalizing on the work that you've done to put you in that position is, is the, is the like next iteration of, you know, or is a continual iteration of this journey that, that we're all on. You know, because my week didn't end to any anything special. It was just meh. You know, nothing.
3: Right. Yeah, but it I could have been, dude. I could have ended my
0: week. Meh.
2: I thought about it. I debated it. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> yeah. I felt better to edit. Pretty good.
3: I had an idea. I sized it up. If 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 my thesis would would have been correct, this would have been my best week in trading ever. And so you know, I mean, strategically risked it. Uh, but I, I'll be honest. My my initial thought was. Dude, look what you did this week. Why would you come into this and, and try to mess around? We're we're you know we're up five percent in in a in a major index uh, in a mm-hmm. major futures product. Like you're gonna you know put it, you're gonna step in and fade this thing. My my first like my first instinct was to just put one micro on, and then just sit through it all day, just just literally buy the open or sell the open, and then just sit through it and see what happened. And that, that would, that would end my week. At least I had some, you know, skin in the game. And, you know, to your point, like, it's it's crazy how you can get to Friday. I mean, PAX kind of, you know, I mean, capital preservation, like, but, you know, listen, uh, you don't you don't get your best week ever by uh, by by not taking shots and uh, you know took a Shooters shot on the setup shoot. I, yeah I mean listen I, I believed in the setup and you know unfortunately <laughs> I caught the like 7% it didn't work on size <laughs> and uh you know it is what it is but yeah listen it's uh it's part of the game and and uh, it's part of the evolution
0: well I think you're less you're less upset about the results of the trade not working out and more about the way you managed it I think right
3: Oh, if I would have cut it for a normal loss, I'd be totally fine with it. I'd be yeah, totally fine exactly. with it. Uh I, I carried it. uh I carried it about 15 points further than I should have. And, and
0: that 15 points hurt. So. It sounds like <laughs> me on M period. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we do some bold predictions and wrap this thing up? Let's go. All right. Does anybody want to kick us off? I've got one. Fire. All right. I am going to predict that... This coming week, Michael Burry is going to delete his Twitter account again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. But while I was doing my research, I found a great tweet. I think I shared it with the group here. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody posted that Michael Burry's called the last 25. He's correctly called 25 of the last two recessions, I think is what it said.
2: <laughs> I fucking love that.
0: Uh, okay, who's got one? What, what do you guys got for us here?
2: Bold predictions
0: the bolder the better man i i we're gonna, i got <laughs> we're going to grade got, these next week
3: i got very particular cuz i i felt like it needed to be f- completed by next week so i was trying to find something that i thought would happen dramatically uh, throughout the week so uh the ai stocks are moving uh as, as you know of course this market is is ripping but big move yeah. to the lows put in in uh, some of the ai stocks so uh ticker ai which is sort of like the go to uh there's a gap at 3190 which is a decent move away from where we're at uh so i think ai fills the gap and then it just snap drops like 10% so i Wait, think use this gap uh, in ai 3190 yeah so we're trading uh where did they close this this thing 20 2850 so uh oh, we that's a we massive sh- gap yeah so we shoot up we fill the daily gap uh, to like 31-ish, right? 31.90 up in there, the cash gap, if you will. <laughs> uh, and then I think we just drop it 10, like 10% because one, this uh, this market has just been getting beat up. And two, uh, the trend start of this big move is all the way back down at 24,
0: 25. So, uh, another gap down there too.
3: Yep, exactly. So I think we pop up, we fill that gap, and then we shoot back down. Uh, so 3190, and then back on down. Uh, so AI makes a continued move up, and then just gets nuked next week. So you see, like, basically a big shakeout next week in the AI sector.
0: I love that. That's that's bold. I, it would have been bolder if you said it filled both gaps, but... But we're going
2: for accuracy, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Baba,
0: Banks, got something you can top that with?
2: mm well, I have a trading related one, but I don't know if you wanna hear it or not. It better be bold. It's pretty bold.
0: No. Okay, all right,
2: all right. So all Bitcoin right. is trading currently oh, at thirty-four. I knew um, you
3: were gonna do crypto. You <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's trading at thirty-four six ninety eight currently. And I venture to say that uh Bitcoin we trade back the other side of this whole deal. So below, um, whatever this is, is that bold enough to say thirty two eight? It's it's Bitcoin, so not probably not, not but really
0: thirty two. Well, yeah. I, actually, I don't know in this range.
2: I'd say that's pretty bold.
0: Thirty
2: two eight hundred by Friday, oh. we trade thirty two thousand eight thirty nine. Thirty
0: two eight thirty nine. All right, let me get this on this chart. Yep. All right. Thanks. Um, I'll be honest. I really didn't
4: look at anything for the predictions. Today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can pull something out of your ass. How
3: many, how many banks crashed next week?
4: I'm going to say that as, as much as they're propped up right now, I'm going to go
0: with zero.
3: Zero. <laughs> That's a bold prediction. Actually, that might be pretty bold. I <laughs> thought Powell said the crashes.
0: banking industry was uh, perfectly sound.
3: Yeah. Didn't we lose two this week?
0: Oh, did we? Did we really?
3: It, I think so. It,
4: it, it's it's perfectly sound because the Fed's giving them lines of credit. <laughs>
0: so zero banks fail next week. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're going with? Sure, that's fine. <laughs> I like that. <it. laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's double check the numbers for last week.
4: Shit, sure, we're gonna we're gonna have a major crash. U.S. Bank, <laughs> U.S.
2: Bank goes down.
4: <laughs> Wells Fargo folds. I did not hear a failed bank went down. Actually, I've got a
0: failed bank list here. But okay, uh, let's see. Iowa Trust and Savings Bank failed yeah. Yeah, today. Iowa, yep. Bullish. Uh, bullish. Yeah, bullish, bullish, It's been a while since they put one on here. Yeah, July was the last one. Yeah
3: in the in the spirit of like fading baba in some of these conver- or these topics like i was so close to saying my bold prediction was bitcoin trades 26000 <laughs> next week it's not even funny
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering I if someone was going to go for one of those
3: oh man i was looking at it i'm like dude what how funny would it be if they just walked this entire i
0: really wanted to do something about sbf sentencing but that's going to take like 6 man- months to play out
3: I didn't know it didn't have to be market related. I'm going to be better prepared next time for just like.
2: Some, yeah, we can we can definitely come yeah. up with some. Yeah, some, some more.
3: Some, some random like celebrity uh, event or something.
2: We're like. new here, Kyle. We don't know what we're doing.
0: <laughs> All right. Should we wrap this thing up, guys? Let's do it. All right, folks, that's going to do it for today's episode. I would like to say thank you, Baba, Mr. Banks and Flarry for joining me on this fine Friday evening. And everybody listening for sticking around to the end. Uh, remember to check out the new combined discord uh, where you can trade with us during Friday M period challenges. Or you can tune in live to these recordings and please show our panelists some love by checking out their links. We'll have all that stuff in the show notes so you can check it out on your own convenience. We will be back soon with another bold episode dripping with alpha. But until then, share this with your friends because like a trap trader, you're stuck with us. Let's
1: go. <laughs>
0: This podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. It does not constitute financial or investment advice and should not be construed as such. The hosts, guests, and contributors of this podcast are not licensed financial advisors, brokers, or professionals. Any trading or investment decisions made based on the content of this podcast are solely at the listener's discretion and risk. Trading and investing in financial markets carry inherent risks, and past performance is not indicative of future results. Listeners should conduct their own research and seek advice from qualified financial professionals before making any financial decisions. The views, opinions, and information shared in this podcast are those of the individual contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of the podcast creators or associated organizations. Produced by China Shop Productions.